young and talented Brent Fias. Girl, you the vision of what I like, and I promise to be yours. Welcome, and I repeat, triple times welcome to the Greatest Voice Podcast, the People's Paradise Podcast. We are live. We are here. What's going on with you? What's cracking? How you feeling? What's good? What's good with the mind? What's good with my folks? How you doing? Ooh. We shall commence this broadcast like we are commenced every single episode of the podcast with a quote to a song. Well, I actually commenced it with a quote already, so I guess we can ignore that portion of the podcast. But what's going on, my beautiful people? How you guys doing? How you feeling? Um, I feel good. We are, I'd say, about, at least in California, we are about four or five or three days into the serious lockdown quarantine phase right now. Um it's kind of spooky out there. It's kind of zombie landish. It's kind of Resident Evil 2 from old school 1998 PlayStation ish. It's uh it's different out there, man. It's uh I ain't gonna lie to you, the one positive effect of the whole coronavirus thing is getting back and forth to home. If you have to commute back and forth to work, the niggas out there who have cars like myself, it is oh my god. Me driving back home usually takes two hours. Today, swear to God, it took an hour and 15 minutes. Hour and 15 minutes. The freeway was so empty. It felt like Armageddon already had happened. Like, it was amazing. I I, I had I had an amazing day today. I, that's probably why I'm so energetic right now when it comes to the podcast, because I, I achieved so many hours of sleep. I am well, 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 just well, well soothed right now mentally and physically. Like, I feel great. Um... But obviously, outside of my own selfish needs and selfish desires, there are also some more negative implications, negative effects from the coronavirus, obviously. So I apologize to those who are affected negatively. I apologize to those. I feel for those whose family members are suffering from this disease, who have lost loved ones to this disease. Um, let's just do a deep dive into how it's affecting our regular lives. Like, I want you guys to let me know, for those of you guys who are watching me on Periscope, to those who are going to watch this podcast on YouTube afterwards, this is being live streamed on Twitter right now. So if you see anybody comment, nobody's commenting right now, so you can tell how unfamous I am. But if you see, me, see any comments at the bottom, those are people who are commenting from Twitter. But um, how I can say that the coronavirus is affecting me right now... Um, well, I'm saving a lot of money on eating out. You know, I spend at least twenty to thirty dollars every other day on eating out. Um, it's an eerie feeling when you know I work in San Francisco. My day job, my job that I do until this takes off the way I want it to. Um, the city streets, the alleyways are just devoid of regular people. And what I mean by that is. You don't see like the hustle and bustle of people going back and forth to work because I say at least about 35 to 25 percent of them don't work anymore. You know, this job, this thing, this thing knocked out unemployment for a lot of people who work as servers, waiters in the freelancer industry or people who just work by tips. So a lot of them don't have jobs right now. I saw that thing where Trump is talking about a stimulus package. Shout out to Word Credit Repair. Wooden Credit Repair. I might need some Wooden Credit Repair. What's going on with you, bro? I am. Um, I saw that thing, how Trump is talking about doing a $1,000 per person stimulus package to take place in two weeks. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think that's a good idea for those of us who, hey, there was going on. I shout out to Kimberly B too. Kimberly, how you doing, mamas? With that being said, I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't know if that's a, I'll put it to you like this. $1,000 every two weeks from what he's talking about. $1,000 every two weeks does nothing for those of us who have families, for those of us who have rent, for those of us who have bills. 
I feel like a thousand is just enough for where the average person will be like, oh shit, oh I got a thousand extra dollars. I didn't know I was gonna get. That's amazing. Vote Trump in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty whatever it is. So I feel like it's like that, but I don't think that's gonna help anybody particularly right now. Uh, shout out to Wooden Credit Repair who commented. I wonder how that works. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if they're going to send you a check in the mail. I think what they should do is honestly, for those Americans who lost work, who lost jobs because of this epidemic, because of this pandemic, I think you should you should give them full unemployment. Not no 55% of what you made, not no 75% of what you made, 100% of what you made. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if, if, that's I look at it like this, like I said, that $1,000 every two weeks that they might be talking about, that's not going to do anything for the average person. Because like I said, we have most people have kids, bills and stuff like that. My rent's $1,000. That's not even including the groceries, the electric bill, the gas bill, and the gas I got to pay driving back and forth to work. So that's just my personal opinion about that. I right, shout out to Kim. We should be back again. Um, so I... Um, that's my theory. I think I think they should focus on providing unemployment benefits first. And I really would like it if they provided just a at least at least ninety percent, ninety to eighty five percent at least of what of what the what the person's wage was before this period. Because, you know, your landlord ain't gonna take fifty five percent of your rent. What you paid for rent last month because he because he know he know about the coronavirus thing. I'm just being real. So it's that's my opinion about that. Um I've heard different predictions for how long this is going to last us. Shout out to Governor Newsom or Neveson. I have no idea how to pronunciate this man's name. To be honest, I didn't even know. I was not even aware that he was the governor of my state until like two and a half months ago. But I heard him talking about how this might last all the way into November. Trump was talking about how this might last past the summertime, et cetera, et cetera. I, um, I mean... I got a job. I got food in the refrigerator, so I'm cool. I got a car, a whip, and food in the refrigerator. So as of right now, I am perfectly fine. Um, driving back and forth to work has never been more easier. So as of right now, I'm cool. You know, I, I'm not really tripping. I know there are a lot of people out there who are tripping because they aren't able to, you know, put food on the table right now because they ain't get paid. So it's, you know, in California, shout out to governor. In, in California, the day before the governor passed that law, where he said all, bar, all bars and restaurants need to close before 9 p.m. in the state of California. The day before he passed that law, I literally called my cousin up yesterday, the day before that, and said, Hey, man, I'm going to let you know right now, they are probably shot the mobile. I don't know who that is. Mo, how you doing? I said, They're probably going to close all the bars and restaurants in, in, uh, in California just to stop the spread, to get a good footstep on this virus, so I am advising you. I am warning you because I love you. I from Dallas. Hey, shout out to everybody out there in Dallas. I was in Dallas last year, one of my first cruise line, leaving out of Galveston, Texas. Shout out to Mobile, Deludus, whatever your name is. I told him, you need to get a job for DoorDash, which, by the way, let's talk about that. To anybody out there who lost a job because of this, who's not working hours as frequent because of this pandemic, I advise you to get a job doing DoorDash, Grubhub, anything takeout and food delivery based jobs like that, they are not going away right now. Those jobs are in high demand right now because all these restaurants out here, all they're doing is takeout or delivery. They're not doing dining anymore, so they need somebody to deliver these food, to deliver these orders. Um, and that's the worst thing about this, man. It's a lot of small businesses out here that are, that are going to close because of this. 
there's a lot of small businesses that are affected by this. I got a homie who lived down the street from me. He owned a uh, he owned a taco shop called La Cordes. They make amazing burritos, amazing tacos. I don't even know if this is going to be open right now. Shout out to Mobile doing this. That's the stock to buy right now. Um, my man right here commented and said that's the stock to buy right now. I totally, 100% with all the blood cells in my heart, agree with you. Uh, and it's all because I cannot find the stock of Denny's. I was literally on Cash App looking at it because on Cash App, they have the stock market thing right there. I was looking at the stocks to buy, like, in, uh, and I was trying to look for something. The stocks I'm looking to buy, honestly, right now are focused in gas, anything travel. I'm looking at gas, cruise lines, and airlines because i know for a fact once this comes over once this once we get over this little economic hill this recession is gonna boom back up again and i would love to be in the forefront of that um but moving back to the a restaurant thing so yeah if anybody out there if you guys are unemployed right now or looking for workshops and nancy bob twin how you doing if you're looking for uh for work or employment looking for work or employment look towards grab up look towards doordash and also just Look towards anything food delivery based because I promise you they are in high demand of workers right now, you know, and that's, you know, that's the negative about this. You know, I can shout to Marco Polka. How you doing, man? You know, shout, that's the negative about this. I can sit on my high seat and say, oh, this doesn't affect me and I'm not tripping that much because I still have a job. I still got income. It's a lot of people to the left and the right of me who live in this very, very same apartment complex who are going to have to scrumple, scrumple and match crumbs and match breadsticks to make rent next month. So that's why I go back to saying what I said in the beginning of this podcast. Them providing a $1,000. Shout out to Kelly. Kelly, how you doing? Shout out to 916. We out here, Sacramento. Them providing a $1,000 a stimulus to every American. To me, that does nothing because one thousand dollars, bro. If you got a family, that shit goes by so fast. If you got two or three kids at the house begging for cocoa puffs and uh, frosted flakes and wanting to also play video games right now, while they all in the house with you, you don't even have a grace period to send these kids some off some damn where. Shout out to Nancy Bob Twin who said hello from Michigan, hello from California. Shout out to every single pair of ears out there in Michigan. Shout out to Dearborn. Shout out to Ann Amber. Shout out to Splint, Michigan. Shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to Kelly. Kelly, how you doing today? What's going on? So, like I said, a thousand dollars. I don't think I think I think before they give us a thousand dollars each, what they should do is provide eighty-five to ninety-five percent of unemployment wages for those who are without work right now. That's my opinion. That's that's what I think they should do. Because like I said, there's a lot of people out here without work. There's a lady who lives where I work at, and she told me. Shout out to Kelly. Kelly said, I agree about the 1K won't help. That's exactly. There's a lady who lives where I work at, and she told me that because she's a nonprofit event organizer. I believe that's how she worded it to me. I might be incorrect, but she told me that right now they're going to have to go off of rice and beans, cans of rice and beans and jambalaya, you know, instant mix jambalaya right now because she's not working. Her husband has a job, but he's not working as well because her husband's a professor and all the schools are closed in the state of California and in most of the country. So both of them are out of work right now. He's going to receive paid leave, but she's not going to receive paid leave because she's a freelancer. So like she said, like, yeah, we're going to have to struggle for him and we're going to have to do rice and beans for a minute. But, you know, it is what it is. And this is not no, and excuse my French when I say this, this ain't no broke bitch. Shout out to Lee. This ain't no broke bitch. This is a woman who actually has a really good job, a middle class woman. Shout out to Kelly Kelly said, we need our business to not go under, be able to recover afterwards. We need our business to not go over and to be able to recover afterwards. 
And that's the hardest part about the hardest part about this, because there are a lot of businesses right now that are going to go under. There are a lot of businesses right now that are going to suffer. There are a lot of businesses right now. Shout out to Kelly Kelly. I understand quarantine because I'm scared. Shout out to the Latino people. 85 was that everyone should get paid leave and have access to health care. That's my yes. Yes. That's my exact opinion right there. I think I, I just I keep saying the same thing. I said it since the beginning of this broadcast. I think everybody should receive 85 to 95 percent unemployment wage fulfillment. That's my opinion. For those of us who have lost jobs right now, because like I said, that thousand dollars. Let me tell you something. As a person, I've been a, I've, I'm doing pretty good right now in life. I've been a broke person with money. I've been broke and got four or five hundred dollars instantly, or five one thousand dollars instantly. Let me tell you right now, you will blow through that shit in in less than a, in less than three days. Less than three days. I'm telling you that right now. But um, I, I will say this. I will say this though. If he does approve that one thousand dollars, and we all shout to Kelly Kelly said, private small businesses can't pay their employees. Well, I didn't know. Oh. oh, they can't. No, they can't. I don't think so. No, they can't. I don't know. I don't know. Shout out to Tani. Tani, how you doing? I don't know how that works. They might not be able to. But um, that uh, what was I gonna say? Then I had it in my head. I forgot. I forgot what I was gonna. I forgot what I was gonna say. No, it's not now. I know what I was gonna say. If they do approve that one thousand, shout out to Tani, how you doing? So I will say this: if they do approve that one thousand, and we do, nevertheless, we do each receive one thousand. Let me tell you something right now. If you already have a job and you receive that one thousand, I don't even think it apply to us who still got a job. And if you already have a job and you still receive that one thousand, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing with my one thousand. I am investing in stock. I highly advise you to invest in stock. That whole one thousand, I'm just gonna put it in buying stocks because this is gonna blow over eventually. Whether it's four months down the line, whether it's five months down the line, whether it's a year down the line, it's gonna blow over eventually. And there are a lot of businesses right now that are at the bottom right now when it comes to value and stock value on the market, but are going to quadruple up when the boom happens again. Like the airlines. Shout out to Latino people who say, where would you invest in? I am personally looking towards airlines. I'm personally looking towards what I'm looking towards right now are the companies that are right now are at negative default at the bottom of the barrel worth right now, cheap to buy. But I know for a fact are going to quadruple in in eight months when this when the economic boom hits when this all goes over. That's what I'm looking at. Shout out to the bro that one needs to go to the CCC matter. So to the person who said bro that needs to I didn't get to read your uh, comment all that well. Many businesses will not be able to reopen. No, a lot of shout out to the person who just commented about it, but the small business. A lot of small businesses will not be able to reopen. It's a lot of businesses. A lot of y'all favorite taquerias. A lot of y'all favorite burger shacks. A lot of y'all favorite mom and pop uh, shops, a lot of y'all favorite consignment stores are going to close right now. Um, and that's another thing, too. I don't know if um, I know in California, they gave a, uh, the governor of California gave a grace period for those of us who have expired licenses or um, unregistered vehicles right now, a 60 day grace period. I wonder if businesses the price that they pay to rent at a lot or rent at a building, I wonder if they get like a grace period as well because of the because of the um because of the um the um uh, this we we can call this recession. Shout out to Kelly Kelly nine one six who said rent payroll can't be afforded with no income. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. Exactly. Exactly. My suggestion to all of you guys out there, 
and this is only if you can afford it. This is only the this is only if you can afford it. Your favorite small businesses, this thing will last a good six months. The one hundred k, I think, it's only for like two months. Yeah, and but yeah, like I said, that one k ain't gonna do nothing. Who would get a great? Who would get a grace firm? People will be forced into bankruptcy. A lot of people will be forced into bankruptcy. That is true. Um, depression is coming. Oh yeah. Well, we're, we're technically already in a recession. Let me, let me tell you something. The fact that we've went through two recessions in the last like eleven years, like, is insane to me. Like, we got. Let me tell you something. That is that is insane. I ain't never. I, I, I am a history nerd. I do not remember reading about a recession one and a recession two that followed shortly after that. Like recession part one. It's like the it's like the child for Kimo Dreamo. It's like the Godfather. Like you had Godfather one, Godfather part two, Godfather part three. <laughs> it's like it's like the James Bond series. Recession recession part one, recession part two, recession with a good day to die. Like it's 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 uh it's 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 just hard out there. So um for all of you guys out there who can afford to right now, who can afford to right now, who actually do have enough money saved over to still kind of live your life as regularly as you, as you lived it before this, to those small businesses that you know, to those small businesses that you know, like the taquerias, uh, the place that you get your food from, your little coffee shops, tip them. You know, tip them a little bit more. My advice is tip them a little bit more than you would usually tip them. Or if you make an order, you know, make an order, you know, and go all out. I'm going to tell you, my favorite taqueria down the street, I have a connection with this taqueria because I love it there. Uh, the boss there is hella cool with me. We have a real friendship. When I walk in there tomorrow, I'm spending at least $30. And the burritos are $5 a piece. I'm spending at least $30. I might buy a $10 burrito and tip 20 because I know for a fact he's going to be going through it right now because his funds are not going to be where he wants them to be in the next month. And I don't know if he might have clothes. Like, it's a, you know, we we, we might look back on this moment in history and see a lot of families that were doing well that were middle class or upper that might have defaulted and be broke. And they'll look back and say this was a changing moment. You know, shout out to, um, shout out to, um, you know, so shout out to all those small business owners that are struggling right now because it's hard, you know. Shout out to all the freelancers. Shout out to all the people, you know, it's uh it's uh it's funny, my boss actually my boss was actually I don't know, shout out to Eric underscore dot com who said, I don't know, I can't agree on using those two stocks for stock use. Shout out to Kelly Kelly. I think you're right about stocks, but actual food for fridge is going to be an issue. And that's what I say when it comes to the, that's what I say when it comes to the thousand dollars of shock, the, the, the stock thing. I say only use it for that if you already are still working and already can already have regular income. Now, if you broke, if you don't have a job, then you know, by all means, use that towards stocking your refrigerator and providing for your family. But if you know for a but if you know for a fact right now. But if you know, if you know for a fact right now that I'm gonna get back to that, if you know for a fact right now that by the time the, these checks roll out, you're still gonna have your job, you're still gonna be working 40 hours a week, and you still are gonna have enough money to do what you usually do for the most of your life, then yeah, take that extra money and invest it. But if you don't have that cushion, if you don't have that cushion already, then yeah, no, take that money and provide for your family, buy groceries, buy the needed things. Now, when it comes to my work right now, here's the thing. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> My job, my my job that I do, you know, this is my dream job. I'm bringing a broadcaster. But my job that I do right now is security. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you right now. They don't give a fuck if we die. 
They do not, excuse my language, they do not give a fuck if we get sick. My boss told me straight up, nigga, you're going to be working a lot of hours these next few weeks because all of our contracts are turning into 24-hour contracts. Like it, it's 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 it just happens. Like it's hard. Like oh no 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 no. That's no offense, but being honest, like when you do security, we count as public. We count as public safety officers, so we can't lose it. We can't. We have to work. It just it is what it is. I wanted the break. I really wanted the. I really wanted like a three week break. But I talked to my boss, and they told us we make sure we're we're public safety officers. So we have we have to be outside. It just it is what it is. We we got to go to work. I, yeah, I I would have I would have. God, I would have loved to break. I, I, I really, because I'll be working, because my shifts be crazy. I'll be working 16-hour shifts, 14-hour shifts, 18-hour shifts. That's why some of y'all ask me why I don't broadcast that much at times, because I'd be tired. Like, I literally come in home and just want to go to sleep. Like, but, so it is what it is, but, you know, hey, it's, yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're cool on this end. I still have a job, unfortunately. But, um, the worst case scenario, even if, even if work, yeah, no, no. Shout out to Kelly Kelly M nine one six said yeah but what about when businesses can't afford security though, eh? Hey, you got a point. I I don't I don't know how that will work because I feel like where we do security at is a resident is well you know now you know how they might default I don't know. Well, if they don't default, I'm glad you are grateful. So yeah, I'm trying to be. I mean, well, if they. If I let's say for example, if if I lost work right now, if I didn't be able to work right now. I know for a fact right now, you know, I have first month and second month's rent. Now, third month's gonna be an issue right now. <laughs> I can't think I can't think in the third, I can't think in the third month. But first and second month's rent, I'm okay with right now if I lost my job. I also would assume that I probably get paid leave, but I don't know, you know. In that scenario, then that one thousand dollars that I think that I would receive, I, it would not go in the stocks. It would go straight into my refrigerator. You know, I'm just being honest with you. you know, it would um, it, you know, the the stocks idea. I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't be buying stocks in Royal Caribbean and Carnival Cruise right now. We'll just all go into buying a bunch of tuna, peanut butter, and jelly. So it just depends if that. It just depends on that, bro. It is what it is. But if you have a point though. You can't be too sure. You know, you can't be too. You can't be too sure, but. You know, there might, there might be hour cuts, you know, but I got to do is say, we'll see, you know, I don't know how long this will last. When they had, when the last recession happened, I was too young to see the effects. I was like 16, 15. And then on top of that, I was like poor. <laughs> so it was like, at that time in my life, I really didn't see the, uh, the effect the recession was having on people and people losing their jobs and families going from upper class to middle to lower class and having to apply for welfare and live on section eight. So I missed that whole phase. I remember it happening and I remember watching it on the news and I remember everybody being mad at President Bush about it. But at the time, I really just do not. I really just don't recall the effect of it. I didn't, it didn't affect me personally versus now. I can tell you how I seem to affect my family. Most of the people in my family are in the medical field or in security, like my uncle and aunt who adopted me, basically. They own a security company. They own the security company that I used to work for before I worked for this one. And my auntie told me verbatim, she was like, our business is booming right now because all of our contracts keep turning into 24-hour contracts. Like, a lot of our contracts, they're paying us to be there for 12 hours. Now they're paying us to be there for 24 because they're not going to be there. So they're like, we're doing good in life right now. So the two industries, that's what I will tell you right now. The two industries, I'll say the two to three industries, three industries that are going to boom right now, I think, honestly, 
One, medical. Two, delivery. Anything takeout delivery based right now. And I would also say the third will be public safety. I work as a security guard right now, but I put in an application to be a police officer like a few months ago. And let me tell you right now, as soon as Governor Newsom passed that law, they emailed me on on Monday. As soon as I got them, like, I can show you the email. Well, I can't show you the email right now. My phone's tripping. But with that being said, so those three fields are booming right now. Public safety, medical, and takeout and delivery service, those are booming right now. If you want if you if you are low on if you are low on funds right now, do delivery. Do delivery. Shout out to yes, do delivery right now. Sign up for Grubhub. Sign up for Uber Eats. Sign up for DoorDash. If you are trying to make some money right now and you are low on money right now, that's that's what you should do. Uber, I talked to an Uber driver yesterday, and what he told me was right now they're not doing so good when it comes to picking people up. So for those of you guys I would who are already doing Uber, I would highly suggest switch over to Uber Eats, switch over to like get into that food delivery because it's it's gonna boom right now. It's booming. Where I work at right now, I work in a residential area where I do security at. We've literally just been getting hundreds of deliveries every two days, like just hella deliveries because people aren't going to the grocery store no more. So and also that's another thing too. Because I noticed that's the, that's something a lot of people have been telling me is like when they go grocery shopping in their areas, they are having a hard time. Shout out to Eric who said, but you wear mask and food and gloves at all times when you deliver food. Yes, and you should wear mask and gloves. Which, by the way, let me tell you something. For those of you guys who wear them goddamn Dr. Oz ER little thin surgical mask on your mouth, let me tell you something. Those do nothing to stop you from getting the virus. Now, what those do do is, if your ass have the virus, it stops you from spreading it to the next person. So, by all means, wear the mask. But don't think you wearing it and turning it into, like, goddamn Master Chief from Halo wearing the mask. Like, no, it's it's not, it does not stop, it doesn't stop the virus. It stops you from spreading it to other people. The only reason people have those masks, the only reason those ma why doctors wear those masks in ER rooms is to stop them from, from, from spreading shit to the actual patient because they're standing over somebody's open organs all day. Shout out to Latino people who say, you need to get the other ones, the N1999 against pathogens. You know, I'm going to tell you something. He's right in that specific mask that he's talking about. I've heard about that mask my entire life. I have never, I have never seen that mask before. I've heard about it my entire life, but I would not know how to recognize that mask from a can of paint on the wall. Like, I wouldn't know. But that's one thing. Shout out to Lee McFarlane who said, my work is booming just now in Scotland. I am a mechanical engineer making medical ventilators. See? See, hey, and shout out to Scotland. Shout out to Scotland. When this all blows over, after I invest my one thousand dollars stimulus check in the stocks, I would love to fly to Scotland. Shout out to Scotland. Um, but I was, what I was also going to say is this: if you live somewhere, if you live in a city, if you live in a town where you are having a hard time, and a lot of people who relate to this are people. Shout out to uh, IBMWML. I would let you join in, but I can't because I won't be able to hear you speak because the, the microphone doesn't work on this. It's just the I'm talking through a microphone, but it doesn't have a, a headphone piece. I'm sorry about that. In any other scenario, I will let you speak. I promise you. But um, if you are having a hard if you are having a hard time getting groceries, if you are hard having a hard time finding toilet tissue, milk, almond milk, meat, this is what I suggest you do. Shout out to Eric Dotson. I'm going to get back to that, Eric. This is what I suggest you do. Go shopping in the small cities. 
And I'm not talking about the small cities that are right outside of your metropolitan area. I'm talking about them small, small, small cities. I'm back, Battery went dead. I appreciate you for coming back just to see me spark. See, thank you. But I'm talking about go grocery shopping in them small, 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 tiny cities. I'm talking about the small ones. I live in a very small town. I live in a very small town that's just this really outside of like the general idea of the metropolitan area where of Sacramento. So people don't think about where I'm at. Like they don't think about it. So when I went to the grocery store today, they got I, I packed up on me. I bought bacon, ribs. I'll be I just was buying stacking up on me. Now granted I will say where I went grocery shopping at, we have no toilet tissue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had no toilet tissue. We had no milk. We're just bad. Shout out to Latino say you're right. We did that years ago during the recession two thousand eight. Yeah. So True. Like we, I'm sorry. I just, wherever you go, even in the small towns, you're going to have a hard time finding milk and toilet tissue, which is weird to me because I thought we were all, you know, it's weird now. It's weird that now the general consensus is cow milk is terrible for you and it's bad for your health and you shouldn't drink it and you shouldn't give it to your kids because they'll grow elf ears or some weird shit like that. It's so weird to me that the general consensus right now is that cow milk isn't healthy for you. Do you remember growing up as a kid and they told you in school that if you drink milk, it's good for your bones, it gives you calcium and you grow up to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that? Like, I don't know. But with that being said, yeah, toilet tissue is hard to find everywhere. I don't know what, I don't know. It amazes me that. In the middle of an apocalypse, shout out to Lee McFarlane that shelves are absolutely empty over here. It's becoming ridiculous. People going OTO. I don't know what, bro. I don't know for what. Like it's weird. It's it it, it really amazes me that in the middle, at the beginning of a, an apocalypse, the first thing that people buy out of stock is goddamn toilet paper. You gonna buy toilet paper before you have food? You ain't gonna have shit to put on the toilet paper. Like what do you? Let me tell you something right now. Hey, listen, listen, for those full disclosure, I have been I have been poor before. I have been without funds before. I, I will create, I will create Pope. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. This microphone that I'm talking to right now is sitting on top of a Bible. Lord, God, don't be offended. I will tear pages out of this Bible and make it into toilet paper. Let me tell you that right now. I'm, don't go out there. Let me tell you. Somebody, there's, I, I sound crazy right now. There are some people watching this broadcast that I've had to miss a bill, that I've had to miss a bill or two. Like, it's some of y'all know what it's like to have to just make toilet paper out of some random paper. Some of y'all out there have made toilet paper out of a PG&E bill, out of an electric bill, out of a gas bill before. Like, don't don't act like it's just me. But yeah, so with that being said, that's just insane to me. Like, it's I don't know. Like I said, when I get like tomorrow, 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 <laughs> Kelly Kelly nine one six Bible is good. Pray, yeah. I put the word of God in my booty. With that being said, Eric said nothing sounds crazy right now. Like it's just it's it's just it's just it's it's insane to me. So. That, like I said, that con, that that um, that concept, that concept that, that you will buy toilet paper before you buy food to me is weird. But with that, back to what I was saying, shop in the small city, look to the small towns if you're trying to find meat. Eric said, all this reminds me is that that movie Contagion. If you haven't seen it, go see it again. Contagion, I haven't heard of that one. I'm, I'll check it out. I'll go Google it when I'm. I'll go Google it after the broadcast. Which, by the way, while I'm talking to you guys, please click follow. Please click follow if you want to get updates again. I'm trying to do these broadcasts at least once every two days. Please click follow. Please click share. Share the love. Share the love. Share the love. But yeah, but let's all pray for each other. Uh, I've been praying. I've been praying. You know, that was one thing. Um, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. They were like, you know. God, let's pray because God will never let a travesty. The one thing I don't like how people are dealing with this disease is 
they're acting like this is the worst outbreak to ever happen to humanity in the world. Like, ah, oh, shout out to Eric. Appreciate you for following me, bro. They're acting like this is the worst thing to ever accost people in the world. And it's like, bro, like, this is bad. And like I said in the beginning, there are a lot of people that are going to suffer. There are a lot of businesses that are going to suffer. There are a lot of families that are going to lose loved ones. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I, I hate I hate making this argument because for the person who's losing a loved one right now, they might not want to hear this shit, but I'm going to say this right now. It could be a lot, a lot, a lot worse. If you read about the Black Plague, you read about Ebola, you read about the Spanish flu, the mortality rate was a lot worse than this. We tell you right now, we don't want you just in the streets like that. We don't want you. We want you can still be in this. We can you can still be in the street, but you have to be within six within six feet distance of one another. And the black plague, shout out to Bromler, bro. I really will let you uh, tune into the live broadcast right now, but it's just I won't be able to hear you right now because the microphone's not plugged in. But I will show you that love next time when I get the microphone thing set up. Remember me. But with that being said. We still will let you walk in the street right now, but just at six feet of distance of one another. When the Black Plague, you were literally just dropping dead in the street. Like, you were, people were literally dropping dead in the street. Like, if you got it, there was a 99% chance that, hey, babe, hey, listen, hey, uh, little Timmy got the disease, hey, yeah, he gonna die. Yeah, it's bad. Well, bitch, I don't know where you want to bury him. He's just gonna die. Hey, I ain't, I, ain't finna, I ain't gonna take him to the doctor. He's gonna die anyway. The doctor gonna charge seven coins to see him. Why are we gonna pay the doctor seven coins? We know he's gonna die. Ain't nothing we can do about it. So we don't know how bad. Shout out to the homie who said we're only at the beginning, so we don't know how bad things are gonna. Oh, no, people are gonna die. People are gonna die. There are people dying already, and people are going to die. There's no way around that. There is no way around that. People are going to die. Families are going to suffer because of this, and that's why I say. That's why I started this. That's why I started this sentence in the beginning. With I know people who are going to suffer because of this don't want to hear this, but it could be a lot worse. Ebola, I always, I always bring up Ebola when I talk about when I talk about this. Ebola is way worse than this. Shout out to Kelly. Kelly said, "When was the Black Plague? Was that cholera?" The Black Plague was in the 14th century. It started in Western and Southern Europe. Ebola is way worse than this because Ebola will kill you. Like a, it, Ebola has like a 75% mortality rate. Ebola is worse than this because do you remember when they had the do you remember when they had that Ebola scare like four years ago? Like the Ebola scare when we all thought we were all gonna get Ebola and die from it. Shout out to shout out to Obama. He got a shout out to Obama. He put that, he got a crack down on that and put a foot down on that. But you don't want to know the real reason why Ebola was never a real threat. Ebola was never a real threat because with Ebola, it kills you so fast that the disease has a hard time of spreading. This disease doesn't kill you fast enough for it not to spread. Ebola, when you caught it, you usually would die so fast that, well, well shit, hell, it can't it can have a hard time hopping to the next person by then. That's that's when it's so that's that's terrible. And it, it could be. And, you know, if you if you want to have if you want to have a real conversation, you wanna have a real conversation about this. And once again, this is uh, this is if you want to have a real conversation, and I know what I'm about to say. This sounds like the is the glass half empty or the glass half full, or the grass is the green on the other side. When you had it, shout out to with Bully said you knew people had it. You knew people had it quick. Yeah, when when you talk about diseases that are ravaging lands and ravaging countries and suffering, when you go to Africa, you go to India, 
You go to a lot of little, got go to a lot of little pocket countries and all of those places and continents, et cetera, et cetera. There are little regions that are suffering from the disease outbreaks that have been suffering for the last 10, 11 years, and nobody's doing nothing about it or trying to do something about it. Ebola is in Africa. Ebola started in, in Africa. Ebola, the name Ebola comes from an African river in Africa. And they're still affected by it. They are still affected by it out there. It ain't, it ain't, like, the, it ain't like it went away. It's still out there. Shout out to Kelly Kelly who said there was a good show on PBS about Ebola. You know what? I used to love PBS as a kid. I haven't watched PBS in so long, but it's still out there and it's still ravaging them. It's just it's not affecting enough people for the whole world to care about it. We only care about the coronavirus because it's starting to it's affecting so many people in the world that we're like, oh shit, this is something that's really serious. And, you know. So um and you know, like I said, it's not the when I when I compare it to other diseases, when I compare it to shout out to the Latino the Latino people who said, Have you seen the movie Outbreak years ago? I haven't actually I haven't actually seen that movie. I haven't. But um when you um shout out to Lee Marvis, you talk so much shit's very much a calming influence. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. But when I talk about it and I'm comparing this disease to Ebola and West Nile virus and all these other places, all these other diseases, I'm not saying that just because it's not just because the mortality rate is not as severe as the others it still doesn't matter it does matter because as far as we know in the country as far as what i've read in this country it's going to be more or less about a two to three percent mortality rate here in this country and that might not sound like a lot but two to three percent when they're predicting that 50 to 70 percent of americans are going to catch it that's still about 11 to 21 million people in our country are going to die you know, that's 11 million to 21 million funerals. So it's like, that's terrible. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate that, bro. Shout out to everybody that was following me. I appreciate that. So shout out to Kelly Kelly. said, I'm scared to watch these outbreak movies right now. We'll freak out. I haven't seen that. Show. Oh, that was going to be my next thing. And you know, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that, that this is the most important part of this episode. So I want everybody who's watching me to participate. So being that a lot of us now are in the house a little bit more, and there's some of us who are in the house a little bit more than others. I want you guys to let me know right now in the list, in the comments, what are the best shows to binge watch right now for those of us who are in, who, those of us who are in quarantine who are not going to leave the house for an odd amount of times. I want you guys to put your favorite shows that you're binge watching, whether they're on Netflix, whether they're on Amazon Prime. Hey, low key, let me tell you this right now. Let me tell you right now. Amazon Prime, people are sleeping on Amazon Prime. Shout out to Lee McFarlane who said Sons of Anarchy. I saw one episode of that. That's where I shout out to Narcos Mexico. Narcos is cool. Okay, so we have Sons of Anarchy, Narcos, CNN. CNN, CNN terrifies me. Let me tell you something. This is why I don't like CNN. And I, I grew up watching CNN. CNN terrifies me because all CNN is is just breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Bitch, when is the news not breaking? Literally, every time you turn on CNN, it always says breaking news right there. I don't know who created that phrase, like, but they, they, they never take that phrase off the screen. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. That terrifies the hell out of me. Like, I don't like that. Because like, I watch it. When I watch CNN, I'm in the... I, well, the gyms are closed now, but I usually watch CNN when I'm in the gym because they have the TV in front of the treadmill. And every time I fucking turn to breaking news, breaking news, I'm like, no, can it be calming news? Calming news, reassuring news. I haven't got a reassuring news alert on my damn phone in God knows how long. Shout out to Hell Eaker. Hell no, the scene and that gives anxiety. Eric just said Trump created that, bro. Like it's it's annoying to me, bro. Like that just, that 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 makes me nervous, bro. Like I don't want I don't want to be in the middle of a damn apocalypse and people keep telling me how the news is breaking. I don't want to see that, like. Shout out to the Latino people who said, I see and see, and there are plenty of progressive outlets like YouTube or Jimmy Dore or King. I'm, 
And that's another thing, too. That's another thing, too. I've been trying to get... I need to start... I've been trying to get into more of the... Um, the um, untraditional news outlets. Like the Philip DeFranco's, like the Young Turks, or like the... Um, those people out there who aren't like under CNN, who aren't who aren't under the flagship of CNN and under Fox and MSNBC, because I feel like the thing I don't like about CNN, CNN, CNN and Fox and MSNBC is I feel like Sal Talibic probably said we don't have CNN in Scotland, so I guess I'm lucky. You are you are blessed, my man. The undergrounds, I might check out the undergrounds. Shout out to Kelly Kelly said I'm cutting my news consumption this last week. It would not be a bad idea, but. Well, I don't know about that because you don't want to hey, you don't want to cut your news consumption and be in quarantine for two or three weeks more longer than you need to be because it's, <laughs> it'd be crazy. That, that's the funny thing about it. I wonder who's going to be the very, very last person to walk outside of the house with a gas mask. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder who's going to be the very last person who like walks outside and the quarantine's over, everything's back to normal. He's walking around with a gas mask and everybody looking at him like, what the, what, what the fuck you doing? It's like, we're under quarantine. Bro, the quarantine ended last Wednesday. What the fuck are you talking about? It's normal. We all going to the club and stuff right now. Like, what are you talking about? So I always want that. That is that is you know, and I I hate to go off on this random rant. That is always a thought in my mind. Like, who was the first and last of certain things? You know what I mean? Like, like this was this was a joke I used to tell when I used to do stand up. I've always wondered. Shout out to Eric.com who said it's just those outlets presented in a different way. We different kind of with different kind of words. Not exactly. Shout out to Kelly Kelly. said, just schedule watching. I'm in not constant cycle. I've always wondered, you know, last night, because I worked in San Francisco, and as I was heading back home, I was driving back home, I passed through this area they have in San Francisco called the Tenderloin. And when you go to the Tenderloin, it's a lot of homeless people out there. It's like all these tents. It's like basically like a tent city, like all these tents and stuff. People laying on the ground, people using those little jump Uber bikes and trying to break the wires off so they can use them as regular bikes. And I've always wondered who was the very first person to be homeless. You know what I mean? Like, like there was a time when most, there was a time where most of us slept in tents, slept in teepees, slept in trees, or not slept in trees, but slept in teepees. Slept, we slept, most of us slept in more or less makeshift homes, like instant, instant mixed homes, like oh, instant mixed oatmeal. And I wonder who was that very first person who like, shout out to Kelly Kelly who said, bless you in San Francisco. Oh no, I don't live in San Francisco. I just work out there. I live in a very, 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 shout out to Hoyle, how you doing? I live in a very, very, very small town called Galt, and I'm so happy to live here right now because we have no cases yet. Um, we have no coronavirus cases here yet, and we have enough grocery stores and farms around us to where I don't have to worry about fighting somebody to get a pack of bacon. So I'm happy to live here right now. This is the one. This is the one time in the world where living in a small town is not the be- is not the worst thing in the world. And that that goes and that goes and I'm kind of jumping from the top of what I was talking about earlier, but that goes back to what I was saying. Shout out to Lee McFarlane who said Oakland was really bad when I was over when I was over people living in tents. I was shocked. Oh yeah, no, Oakland is no, it's oh my God. Yes. Yes. It's tent. And that's that's the saddest thing. But you know what? You know what? Lee, funny you bring that up. I wonder, due to this epidemic, the homeless society do put fear in me. I wonder how much I wonder how badly. The people who are on the lower side of our living, on low class, who are living in the streets, I wonder, wonder for 20 minutes, I wonder how much, 
I wonder how badly they're going to be affected by the coronavirus because I don't think this is a virus that's very shout out to Sacktown. Sacktown's terrible. Well, you have a lot of homes people out there. Shout out to Ronnie. What's up, Ronnie? How you feeling? I don't know how many people. How can I put this in a way? I feel like this is a virus that isn't being spread as far as in America. I don't feel like this is being spread through like the ghetto, through the streets, through the poor areas. I feel like this is being spread by people who are who are suburban in the suburban areas and in this in workplaces in suburban nice areas. So I wonder if people who are in the hood, who are in the ghetto, who are in the underprivileged communities, I wonder how this is affecting them because it's like, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I don't, I will tell you, I will tell you this. My mother lives in a ghetto. I won't tell you where because if I become famous, I don't want y'all crazy motherfuckers pu- pulling up at her doorstep. My mother lives in a ghetto somewhere and um, she just paid off her storage and she wants me to take my truck over there and help her move all her stuff, move all her TVs and furniture. And I had to tell her, I was like, mom, we're in the middle of a goddamn epidemic pandemic. You can't move no, you can't move no goddamn nice furniture in the, in the middle of the damn apartment in the ghetto. It's right now where ain't nobody got no jobs and shit like man, What the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, some people can break in your house right after you. Let me tell you something. For those of you guys who live in bad neighborhoods, you never move in furniture daytime nighttime there's a small time of if you moving in furniture shout out to eric who said i think the homeless will catch up to us and that would be the worst to come bro to be honest and when you say catch up you mean well i think you mean homeless won't be able to take on that illness how could they get well hello my ill i won't say yeah i mean i mean I, I don't know i don't know how they're gonna the law that they pass in san francisco not the law but the mandate that they have in san francisco right now is you cannot be outside unless you're going to the grocery store for medicinal for medicinal for medicinal purposes at a hospital or for work. And I can tell you, when I was passing through the Tenderloin, which is the ghetto homeless homeless tent city in San Francisco, when I was going through that area last night, I can tell you that when I was going through there, I saw a, a, I didn't see a lot of people out there, but I saw a lot of people on the street, and that's just because they really just don't have nowhere else the fuck to go. So. They're probably going to suffer the hardest and get hit the hardest from it just from the fact that a lot of them can't afford medical help, medical treatment. A lot of them probably don't know where to go to for medical treatment. So it's a lot of catching me as soon as we get after these numbers who are affected. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could also make a theory that the people who have who, who are homeless are probably going to end up spreading it the fastest, spreading it the fastest and make it a real epidemic. So it's um, I don't know. I could, uh, I would honestly, I, I could actually see an argument, a case for people to say that the mortality rate in this country, when it's all said and done, it'll be the highest in the people who are above 60 and as well as also the people who were homeless and didn't have a place to live at the time because they're living in the streets already. So it's, shout out to Kelly Cleese. I saw 15 people standing shoulder to shoulder in front of the 7-Eleven. No distancing. Those people are crazy. Those, you know, what's weird about that is like that whole social distance, social distancing thing. Like you have to stand a certain distance away from people. That's so strange to me because I, I don't like. I don't walk close to people by nature. I don't walk close to people by nature. So I don't like who's walking in the streets just holding hands with strangers, like walking through the streets. Like I don't, I don't do that by normal. So a lot of you know, it's it's so weird to me because. Ever since we first found out about this damn disease, all the ways to escape being sick, all the ways to escape catching it are just basic. I, this is all stuff that they told us all when we were seven, eight, nine, and uh, six years old. Don't cough on people. Use hand sanitizer. 
be clean, like watch who you're touching. Like all of this is basic stuff that they tell you as a child. Like that is terrible. Shout out to 65. Shout out to Eric who said 65 and older and the homeless and the ones with medical condition will be the most affected by this. For, yeah, for a fact. Shout out to Neil Me say, hey, hi, hey, Neil, Neil MCCM. How you doing? Shout out to the homie Ron who said, good hygiene. Good hygiene? Yeah, like it's, it's just a basic laws of survival, basic laws of being a clean human being. Like it's just a, like, who was not, who was not washing their hands before this? I want somebody to tell me. This is, let me tell you something. For those of you guys who know the people who are doing this, please invite them to this podcast so we can t- talk to them. Who was not washing their hands before these before these days? Like, who wasn't washing their hands? Who was not using hand sanitizer before this? In my damn job, they're going to, that pissed me off. In my job, they're going to have the nerve to install hand sanitizer dispensers like last Monday. Bitch, you should have been installed. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, that is retarded to me. Like, shout out to Latino people who said, I will say this, though. There is a vaccine and a treatment already now. Interesting. Shout out to Eric who said, did you see them people in, in Florida? Let me tell you something. Shout out to Spunk and Parker who said, that's what I want to know. Who was in Washington before? Facts. So to respond to all three of those comments, sh- oh, shout out to Kelly who said, when people start a conversation, it's hard to tell them, hold on, stand back. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, but here's the thing. Who, I didn't you really lost my list, man. So the first person who said he thinks there's a vaccine and there's a treatment, from what I understand, they have some sample tests or sample ideas for a vaccine to stop this. But it's just they don't know what the long term side effects are going to be if you put a vaccine in these people. You know what I mean? Like vaccines, vaccines aren't like like those little Flint, those little Flintstone vitamins that your mama used to give you. They're not like that. Like you don't just take one and then everything's cool. You go to school and play dodgeball. Like sometimes these might have chemicals, maybe too much iron, too much peroxide that might hurt you in the long run or kill you. So you never know. Shout out to Key Martin. Shout out to Guapalata. How are we feeling today? That's my big brother right here. I see what you're saying. That is true. So you have to factor that in. And also, when they do come up with a vaccine that is effective and doesn't cause a negative side effect because of it, I don't know also if they'll be able to produce that in mass number. I'll be real with you, and I could be wrong. I think we are a long, 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 long way from actually coming up with the vaccine for this. From what, from what I understand, from what I've read, and I could be wrong, when it came to SARS, Shout out to Kelly Kelly said, Dr. Fossey said it is one or more, one year or more out for a vaccine. I believe it. I believe it because when this is all the coronavirus is, the actual coronavirus itself is actually pretty old. It wasn't just created last year. Coronavirus is what SARS is. This is just a new strain of it. That's why they call it COVID 19 and ain't COVID number one. It's COVID 19. So, with that being said, because of that, with SARS, they never came up with a vaccine that kind of just killed off SARS. What they did was they quarantined and contained enough people to where it stopped an outbreak. They never necessarily cured SARS. That's why SARS is still here. And I'll be real with you. It's not that if you really think about it, it's not that many diseases that we cure. Like, it's not that many diseases and virus that we not. The fact that you can still get a common cold, no matter how much NyQuil you take, no matter how much DayQuil you take, no matter how much chicken noodle soup you eat, no matter how many times your mama rubs your stomach with vapor rub, you can still get a common cold. The fact that that can still happen, that the fact that that can still happen is insane to me. Like, that's still a thing. So it's the same thing with this, you know. You never know. This might end up being one of those things where after most of us get it, it defaults. We've been, we build an immune, immune system to it. It just always becomes like the new common cold. Like, it might be the new thing, you know. The fucked up thing about it, I always think about it too, is like, is 
Shout out to Kelly Kelly who said they may have a therapeutic that's been used for their purposes. First, they have to see what works. Yeah. Shout out to yeah, Latunsi. Yeah, I think so. Shout out to Kutoni. Kutoni, I like that name. So that's a factor in too, you know? And it's crazy because like this disease is, excuse my language, because I hate to curse. This is shout out to Spunk Sparkle. So you so you saying like the flu where they always have a different strands of it? Yeah. This is this isn't just like one specific. There are different strands of the coronavirus. There's the SARS version. There's there's another, there's three different ones right now. The ones that are fucking us right now is either three or five different strains right now, and I could be wrong. But I know for a fact the actual itself, the actual coronavirus itself, that is what SARS is. This one's just a different, this is just a worser, a worser version of that. And it spread, which by the way, you know, and I um shout out to Kelly Kelly who said you should be on the radio. Ma'am, I'm trying to do that right now. I'm trying my hardest to do that right now. That's why I do this show. To trying to get to the point. I'm trying to build this show up to the point where it becomes the new, it becomes like the the Oprah or the Howard Stern of Twitter, to where this becomes like a billion viewers or something like that. So with that being said, I love China. I love Chinese culture. I know a lot of people disagree with me with my comments about the. I don't like how Trump saying this is calling it the Chinese virus because I feel like that's that's kind of that's kind of uh, pushing people to blame China and that might lead to racism and shit like that. And I don't think that you should attack. I don't think you should just attack random Chinese people in the streets because of this. I don't think you should be rude. You should never do no shit like that. Now, with that being said. I do not blame Chinese people for this, but I do blame the Chinese government for this because this is the third outbreak that threatened the world that came from one of those goddamn wet markets where they're selling penguins and bats on top of each other in China. First, it was SARS. There was another one. I forgot the name of it. Somebody who remembers it, please type in. There's this one. This is this is this has happened. This is happening way too many goddamn times. I understand that if you live in China, there's like a billion plus fucking people. A lot of people out there are living, but this is a communist place. So I know a lot of people are suffering right there and struggling to make ends meet. I understand that you got to get your hustle on. I understand that you don't give a damn about health regulations and cleanliness because you're trying to just sell the food so you can put food on your table. But bro, God damn, y'all got to do something. We can't do this. Y'all are doing something. This is, this is. This is like a, the, the thousandth time this has happened. This is like the thousandth time this has happened. I will make the same argument for West Africa. Ebola, West Nile virus, all this shit, all those West Nile virus, Ebola, all those come from West Africa. There's something that you're doing out there that's fucking this up. Y'all need to do so. I don't know if it's, I don't know if we need to put a, we need to put a Publix or a Smart and Final out there or a Walmart out there to make y'all like serve food with a, with some, this, it just was serve food with some health regulations. Something has to change. This is, this is, this is, this, this can't keep going on. Like, I'm serious. Like, shut up. I'm serious. Like, you can't just like the, this is like the 19th time that the, no, like it's, it's stupid. Like it's, and I, like I said, I understand on the ground level because the men, the women who are operating those wet markets, for those who don't know what a wet market is in China, it's basically like a market where when you go there, they import all different kinds of animals from like around the world, like bears, penguins, bats. I'm not joking. Actually, like these are animals that will come there and they'll slaughter them and sell them to you right there like at cheap, at, at, for cheap, like right in front of you. Eels and shit like that. And what happens is, is 
In other words, if you kill a bat on top of an eel, and these are dirty ass animals that you know just came from the mud or whatever, whatnot, the blood's dripping on top of each other, these chemicals mixing with you whoop. So that ends up happening. That's how these diseases are created, and that's how they spread. Shout out to Kelly Kelly said it's just about a big country like Termite putting the alert out. They are finding members of W. And that is my number one. You know what? Let me look at that conversation. Because I made a video, I made a video talking about this. Um about four days ago, because somebody asked me, do I think Trump is doing a good job of handling this? I don't think Trump is doing, I'm going to say this. I don't think Trump is doing the best job of handling this. And I think a lot of that has to do also with China, because I don't think China did a good job of alerting us about this. They alerted the World Health Organization in December 31st, 2019 about this. I am of the theory, and I could be wrong. I'm just a paranoid person. I'm a conspiracy theorist at times. I think they knew about this shit at least a month or two in advance before they let the whole world know about this. Now, a month or two in advance might not seem a lot of time to you, but when you're talking about a disease, when you're talking about an epidemic, know this. And whoever brought up Dr. Fauci, Fauci, I'm saying his name wrong, he said this as well, you're always two to three weeks behind, behind a disease when you learn about it. They didn't learn out of severity. They didn't learn out of severity, and that's the issue. I think they were scared to take this thing seriously and to alert the world about it because they know for a fact that it would hurt their economy for businesses and countries to not fuck with them anymore and buy products from them. I'm going to tell you right now, the phone that I'm using to record this podcast right now, I got a phone case that said Made in China on it. I almost threw the damn uh, phone case out, the, out of my window. I was like, oh, my God. But just being real, like, it's, you got you, 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 that's what I think it is. Now, with Trump, I will say within the first month of knowing what a month after they alerted us about it, a month after that, he passed that thing where he said no foreign nationals can come from China into this country. That's a good move. The issue with that move is you still allowed Americans to come back and forth from China to America at that time. And truth be told, that might be the majority of the reason why it's still here right now. Um, when I say that, when he passed that and allowed Americans to come back and forth, I am not for sure if he had a screening process for the Americans. So, and even then, if he did have a screening process, it wasn't effective. So it is what it is. Um, I just, I just, I can just tell you, shout out to Jupa Boos. What's going on? By the way, to everybody who's watching me right now, please uh, press follow. Please press share. Please press share while we're talking. If you enjoy my content, please press share. Please press follow. So, so with that being said, I just, I just, I just feel, I just feel like they were, shout out to Kelly Kelly. So they had set up barricades for Wuhan and info that had to leak out. China only shared later. Yeah, I believe that. I haven't researched that and I'm going to research it later, but I believe that. I believe that. That's the thing. Like you didn't, you didn't like, you didn't look. That's why, and stuff like that is why, like, I saw online that China reopened the Apple store in Apple and they're saying that they got a good grip on the disease and they quarantined enough people and this, they're starting to get rid of it. I'm at the point now where I just don't believe that shit because it's like, I feel like they'll say anything to get people out there. I feel like they'll say anything to get their business partners and their trade partners and their countries back working with them again. So that way they can get their economy back up. Like, honestly, I don't believe that. You know, I, I just don't like, I, I'm sorry. They probably are telling the truth. I just don't believe that right now. Shout out to Big Omi. It's true. A lot of the PP made in in China. So a shortage may be around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. They don't seem like liars, though. I don't know. If they seem like. Let me say it like this. I don't know. If they seem like liars, but they seem like people who are with who are who are very proficient at withholding information. The reason I say this is because shout out to Latino people who said I don't believe you. I'm too pissed to trust them. Yeah, it's just it's just a stupid. It's just it's retarded. So they got to get a grip on that because this is this is going to happen again. They are actually willing to help people around the world against the disease. 
I would say shout out to Latino people who are saying shout out, shout out to Leo McFarland said Trump seemed slow to deal with this initially. Oh yeah, he was. Trump was slow to deal with it. They are helping people around the world, and that is a very, very good move. They're sending doctors to Italy. They're sending doctors to all these other countries. And I'm I don't know if that's out of the kindness of the government's heart, out of the Chinese government's heart. I think it's more out of the idea of we gotta help with this because if we don't, if they look at us and say we didn't help for this disease, we might not have business partners in the future. Their trade, their their economy depends on us as much as our economies depend on them. You know what I mean? This probably it's kind of like this episode of the broadcast. When I started earlier, I was talking about stocks. They depend on us after this because that economy boom that they need their their whole thing is manufacturing. They need us to want to work with them again. If everybody in the world right now, how I just told you right now how I'm pissed about them not telling us the truth about this disease. Now they probably already knew about it. If Italy, America, Canada, Brazil, Chile, any other country that comes to mind right now, if all of them got together right now and said, we are not doing any more business with China. We are not trading with China anymore. We're done with them. They spread disease. Whoop, whoop, whoop. China's going to go under their own recession. They're going to go under and they're going to suffer for it. Shout out to Eric Dyer. said, China death numbers in a week down to 29 deaths. China is a billion population, so that's success. Hey, you know, hey, okay, hey, cool. Hey, it might be. With that being said, I don't know. I'll give it a month. We're going to give China a grace period of a month. And if they're still talking that shit, then I might believe them. But it is what it is. I, you know. But when I say all that, I say this to say, do not, do not, do not. Don't blame Chinese people for the mistakes of their government. Do not blame the average Chinese person that's walking in the streets like they know what the fuck is going on. It's like the same thing how if you if you're American, when you go to other countries, if you go to Germany, if you go to uh, Trinidad, you go to Jamaica, if they're not trying to sell you stuff and they have a conversation with you, they always talk about how they hate Americans and Americans are this and Americans are that. It's like, bro, every every reason that you have a reason to hate Americans has nothing to do with me. I did not make the decision to bomb your country. I might have agreed with it, but I didn't make the decision to bomb your country. I didn't make the decision to do that. Like, it's still, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you. We think about it in retrospect. This has been a crazy year. Like, I ain't low key. Like, remember, like, at the, like three months ago, we were all just so focused on if we were gonna go to war with Iran or not. Like, that was the focus three months ago, right? The next thing you know, who, who died recently? It was like a really big, somebody really big died like two or three months ago. But it, this has just been a crazy year, bro. Like, this is just, this this be one of them years. You, 2020 was a crazy. This was a crazy way. This is a crazy way to start the decade off. Shout out to Kelly Kelly. said, American, if all had they are loved by me. I don't know what that means. Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Kobe died. Like, Kobe died. It was, was a, this was a really, really weird way to start the decade. And I don't know. It's just, it's, an, it's insane to me, man. Shout out to Eric who said, China, their success comes by shutting down the city for 14 days with curfews for everyone. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, in their death count, their, their death count might be really down like that. It might, they might really be telling the truth. It's just right now, I don't know. I know how powerful propaganda is. I watched a video earlier today. I watched a video on Tuesday. I watched a video on Tuesday. It's on Twitter. You guys might know what video I'm talking about, where it's a row of Chinese women with gas masks on, and they're taking the gas mask off and smiling. Like, and then the little text on the video says, coronavirus down to like uh, a negative 89% in China and it's so good. And I'm like, bro, I don't believe that shit. 
you're taking a bunch of beautiful Chinese women and wear and making making them put on doctor's coats and masks and shit like that and taking their mask off. That's not gonna make me buy a ticket to Hong Kong today. I'm sorry, it's just not. It's just not. Shout out to be little Latino saying Vietnam they have mobile sterilization state violations. Yeah, I was also reading earlier, like in China, they do this thing where like every spot you go into, they have people to check your temperature and all that other stuff. You know, some of those videos are propaganda. A lot of them are propaganda. You know, yeah. You know, the weird thing about the internet is what I've learned about the internet is anything, any narrative, any belief that you have in this world, if you want to find evidence to push that belief and to push that narrative, you will find it on the internet. I'm talking about anything. You could literally, you could literally look up something like Contemporary vampirism. You can look up things where they, they show up. You could you could say you believe that you're a vampire. You believe that you were born to suck people's blood for recreational purposes. And then you can literally go on Facebook and find a group dedicated to people who believe they're vampires. It's, it's the weirdest thing. So I don't know that. That's the only that's the only strange thing about the world right now to me. Like with all this, like is uh I don't know. I, I don't even I don't even want to get into that conversation. It's just it's it's insane to me. So I had a friend. Shout out to my homie Will. He put a post on Instagram up of like this beautiful photo of Yosemite Park. And shout, shout out to Eric who said, what worries me also about dogs or the animals that have died from in China. I don't know if dogs can get it, bro. I don't know if dogs can get it. I read online that dogs can't get it. I might be wrong, but I read on, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that dogs, it doesn't apply to dogs. Kelly said, what is that solution that supposedly China sprang out of trucks? I heard an animal died recently. Oh, in Italy, I think. The first dog in China died from it yesterday. Oh, might have been. Yeah, I don't know. I had, I had heard that dogs can't die from it, <laughs> but then then that goes both ways. That then that goes both ways because I remember hearing that it said that black people can't get the disease for like for like three days. Black Twitter was like so happy and excited, and then that goddamn basketball player got it. And I was like, fuck, damn it. And then my then my thought process was like, well, but he's light skinned He might have a lot more white blood in him than black blood, so it might be normal. And then, goddamn, Idris Elba got it. I was like, oh, yep, yep, it's a wrap. Yep, I can get it. Okay, it's serious now. It's serious. <laughs> it's mad now. I'm next. It, I'm next. It's next. He's <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm next. There's nothing I can do about it at this point. Shout out to, yeah, Eric was someone, yeah, yeah, Sam was someone in Europe. So, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, my auntie, I remember, um, shout out to my auntie. My auntie's a really nice woman. She's 43 years old, and she told me, and somebody out here who's, from, who's watching this from Northern California, who's of that age, they might know about this. She told me that when she was growing up, she remembered there was some type of disease outbreak in Sacramento, California, or in Northern California, and she remembered that they missed school for like two weeks or so because of it. Do you guys remember that or something like that? I don't know. What she was, I don't know what she was talking about, but she said she she said she remembered that being a thing. I don't know what she was talking about though. Shout, I know them Chihuahuas are evil. No, no. Speaking of Chihuahuas, did you guys hear about what happened with Mexico? About Mexico trying to close the border? Because from what I understand, in Mexico, they only have sixteen to twenty-one cases right now of the coronavirus in Mexico, and so they're talking about in Mexico trying to close the border in Mexico to not allow Americans into Mexico. Man. When I tell you that made me laugh from my soul, oh my god, that made me so happy. That I just you do not know, you do not know how funny I thought that shit was. I laughed. 
Payback is a motherfucker. Oh my god, that was just so fun. Oh my god, that that you do not know how you <laughs> you don't know. Ooh, karma can be a bitch, ain't it? That karma can be a karma can be a, karma can karma can be a motherfucker, can't it? God damn, that that is hilarious to me. <laughs> man, I was like, hey, hey. All that shit we didn't talk about Mexicans for the last 100 years. Yeah, they, was, they were waiting for this moment. They, they thought, the president of Mexico thought God answered this pair individually. He was like, yes, finally we can close the border on them. Like, it was, it was, but that just made me laugh so much. I ain't gonna hold you, though. I'll be all the way honest with you. They said they only have 16 to like 20 cases in Mexico. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I'm going to be all the way honest with you. People who are watching me right now, you're going to look at me very differently for saying this. If I, if I was the president of a country where we only had 16 to 20 people who have the damn disease, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm taking all 16 of the people in the room and I'm killing all of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being real. I know it's messed up. I'm in, I'm messed up. I know it's messed up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we... If you can, if you can, if you can, if you can get this, if you can get this shit under, if you can get this shit under wraps that fast, here we have, here in America we have like a thousand plus, here, here we have like a thousand plus people with the with the case right now. It's a little bit different. Out there, you can take you can take them sixteen to twenty people and put them in a cage somewhere, and nobody will know what happened. That'll be real with you because that that's not the. I can tell you in the Bay Area, I remember a month and a half ago when it was just four people. Now it's like some crazy number now. When it was just four people that had it back then, you never heard what they did with them four first four people. You just heard it was four cases. Now when people have the cases now, now we have names and social security card numbers. Now we know where the niggas live at who have it now. But there was a time when they first when the people were first would get it. You never knew what they did with them. It was just they just vanished. Like so I don't know. I'm just saying, but um shout out to Mexico though. I like uh, that was a good chess move, Mexico. I respect that. Was a, that's a good chess move. Uh, I saw Canada close their borders too. Well, Canada made an agreement with the United States to close the border with us, close the border. Um, but I think Canada has more cases than Mexico, and I think Canada has. Um, I don't know how many cases Canada has of this, but um, it's serious there too. So I don't. I mean, it's it's odd because. We're closing our borders right now at a time where it's too late because it's already hit and it's already spreading here. Those sanctions, we should we should should think of two thousand six. Think of uh, February nineteenth till now. Yeah, we should have closed up when Trump first said and in January twenty second when when Trump first said we're blocking four nationals coming from China to here. That's honestly probably when we when we should have blocked travel everywhere. Honestly. That's when we should have blocked travel everywhere. We should have stopped it then because what happens is that's how it's spread here now, you know. That's that's the thing people don't understand. Like, like people when I, I see so many people talk about this, like, oh my God, people take these diseases so seriously. It's just like SARS. SARS was here and it didn't kill me. Swine flu was here and it didn't kill me. Bird flu was here and it didn't kill me. Yeah, nigga, you know why it, you know, do you know why it didn't kill you? Because we took it seriously. Because we took it seriously. That's why it's not killing you. Everybody out here who everybody in America right now who grew up in a family that's somewhat middle class to low middle class, somewhere where you had where you had health care growing up as a child. Most of us, if you were born past the 1980s, most of us have at least four or five vaccines in our blood right now that we got from shots as a child for diseases that none of us have ever gotten. I have never had hepatitis. I've never gotten bronchial, whatever all weird disease. I've never had B, whatever they got, I got vaccine, vaccinated for as a kid. 
But do you know why I never got it? Do you know why I never got it? Because I got vaccinated because certain precautions were taken for us not to get this. It's the same thing with diseases. Like that's what I'm telling people. I only the only issue I have with this quarantine thing, the only issue I have with these lockdowns is for the people out there who have jobs that are losing work right now that are not going to be able to provide for their families because of it. That's the only issue I have with these quarantines. And that's why I bring up, and I keep bringing this up in this podcast right now, you should provide at least 85% to 95% unemployment wage for those people who are without jobs right now. That 55, 75, 65%, that don't do shit. That don't do shit for somebody who has two or three kids in the house. That doesn't do nothing. You need it to be at least almost or at least close to what they were making, what they were providing, because you never know. They might have been living check to check to check with that same income prior to this outbreak. That's why I go back to that. So it's, you know, it's that's just my personal opinion about that. That's why, I don't know. I'll keep bouncing back to that. Like I said, that $1,000, that $1,000, I don't know how often that's going to be distributed. I'm going to assume it's 1000 every two weeks or something like that. And does that sound like a good idea? Yeah, but for a person who has a family, for not even if you have a family, like if you have kids and if you just lost your job, that's nothing for you. That, that doesn't do anything for you. You know, it's, it's, it just, it doesn't like it's, you know, unless that would only help. I was reading, I, I read online a few days ago that they were talking about doing a grace period for rent in New York where you and you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. Shaw Kelly Kelly said, I think unemployment $900 a month, anyone now. I think unemployment 900 a month, anyone now. I don't know what that means. Like, can you break it down a little bit more for me? But, over here, the stat- the statutory sick pay is E95 a week. That's all. Nobody can afford to be over. Oh, fuck no. Fuck no. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe euros in Scotland might be distributed differently because you're telling me 95 a week. If rent out there, average-wise, is 360 euros a week, then that might not be bad. But I don't know. Like, what's like, to, to my man Lee, what is the average price in euros for a one-bedroom apartment rent? a month per month in, in Scotland. Like if I want to rent a one bedroom apartment out there, how much would it be per month? Generally speaking, like in a pretty okay neighborhood, like how much would it be per month? How many euros out of curiosity? I, I want to know. I might, need to, I might need to take a trip to Scotland soon, but, uh, I don't know. Like, how much do people get for unemployment monthly? I want to say it's 65 to 70% of what you usually make. I think I want to say, let me 50 for something like that. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's not. It's, it's nothing. It's just are euros more powerful than the dollar? I've always heard that they were, but I honestly don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't shit. I'll tell you right now. I bet you now they're not. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you now they're not. I bet you now they're not more powerful than the dollar. I bet you. I bet you that's. I bet you that's changed a lot now, buddy. I can tell you that right now. But uh, yeah, it was, it was about the same. It was about the same. Shout out to Sim- shout out to Simply Prayer. Join Simply Prayer. How you doing? We need some simple prayers right now because, whoo, and it is it is bad. I mean, um, you got people not even going to church anymore. What well, I thought it was a set of what well, I thought it was a set amount. Shout out to big on you, child. Just being real, we need some prayer right now. You know, I'm not even religious like that, but I'm gonna say I'm not even a religious person like that. But I get back to shout out to Lee McFarland said we use pound sterlings, not euros. One bedroom house to rent is roughly around four hundred fifty nine pounds a month. Um, uh, see, if you were on unemployment, you wouldn't be able to survive with that. If you were on, if you were on unemployment, you would shout to pray, pray. 
Oh no, nah, I don't. I, don't I, I might leave y'all in the prayer at the end of the episode, but I don't know right now. But, but that being said, um, yeah, if you were just on unemployment out there, that wouldn't be enough. To, that wouldn't be enough to survive a, a month. If you're getting ninety five euros per week, and your rent's four hundred fifty five nine euros, that's not even fact. Four hundred ninety five euros per month. That's not even factoring how much. Yeah. 50, 45, nine pounds equals what in dollars? Huh? I don't know. We can Google that, actually. We can Google that. Because the dollar, that's called the exchange rate. We can Google the, ex- the exchange rate between the two. Because the do- because that changes all the time. You know, I... Uh... And that's another thing, too. I've been thinking about, like... I've been thinking about getting into exporting, too, with this whole thing. Because I feel like... But then it's bad right now. Because, I don't know, I might have to... Maybe maybe buy some Googling this right now. Maybe we'd have to buy some stocks in the exporting business right now and try to see how much that is. Shout out to Alibaba. Alibaba is really good for exports, but it's just most of this stuff is it's five it's five hundred and twenty-seven sterling pound, he said. Oh see, but see we have to figure out what how much the sterling pound is in when I see the word sterling pound, I think of sterling silver spoons. <laughs> so but we'd have we'd have to really see how much uh it would have to see how much the sterling pound is in euros, and these how much see how much that is in dollars. I remember uh, last year I went to Mexico for the first time. Last year I went to this city called Cozumel, and uh, when I was out there, it was weird. Man, I they they kept telling me when you go to Mexico, your dollar amount in Mexico is so much more, and you make and it's worth you with one dollar in Mexico, you can buy like a hundred dollars worth of shit. But I messed up, or I messed up, and when we went there. When me and my family went there, we only went to the tourist area of the of the city. So in the tourist area of the city, they know you got money. So everything there is like a thousand pesos. Like their currency in Mexico is pesos. And generally speaking, if you take a dollar to like a store in Mexico, like inside Mexico, not in the tourist area, and buy some shit, you can eat pretty well and get some nice stuff. But if you go to the tourist area, they know you got money, so they try to hit you over the head with the prices. Like every shirt there was like a thousand pesos. I'm like, the fuck? That's still a lot of money in American dollars. So he's saying 527 month rent is 527 USD is the exchange rate. I ain't gonna lie to you, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. But see, the thing about that is that's not bad. But see, the thing about that is if you go out there, how much is the minimum wage out there? Like how? What is the minimum wage when you go to Scotland because of that? Because I promise you, like minimum wage in California is fourteen to fifteen dollars an hour here. But I, but the catch with that is all the apartments here, the cheapest apartments, generally speaking, that you will find in California are like a thousand dollars a month, eleven hundred dollars a month, twelve hundred dollars a month, and those are only in like the remote cities. It's like only in the remote cities. Like you, it's harder out here, you know. A lot of a lot of the time, a lot of the times when you when you see somewhere where the rent is really cheap and it looks like it's cheap, it's usually because the whole market out there is cheaper. So what they're paying you is might be cheaper. So what is your rent in Scotland? Oh, oh, he's on my yeah yeah. So like so you know, so I don't know. It's interesting. I would have you. I'd actually have you join in right now. I wish I could hear you. Just the microphone won't work with that. But this would be interesting. It's like an educated thing. Yeah, you never know. We might have to. We might have to all take a trip to Scotland pretty soon. <coughs> it's kind of the same like when you move down south. If you live down south, like in the southern part of the United States, if you go to Alabama, Mississippi, and Texas, you go to Georgia, those states' rent is relatively more cheaper than it is in California than it is in New York, but the minimum wage out there is a lot cheaper as well, so you're going to make a less money by nature. 
Minimum wage over there is $8.21 per hour for over 25. Rent is also about how close the income source is. Let's see what he said. Rent out there is eight dollars. Rent out there is eight dollars an hour. I mean, minimum wage out there is eight dollars an hour. Cost of cost of living is hella different. Yeah, yeah. See, but see, if you make if you if you make eight dollars an hour, if you make eight dollars an hour, I feel like you can maybe and you make eight dollars an hour, work eight hours a day, forty hours a week. I feel like you could kind of make it work with. Paying five hundred dollars, five hundred euros a month to stay somewhere, I feel like you could kind of make it work. You would be kind of pushing it, but I feel like you can make it work. You know, somebody told me um, yesterday. Somebody told me yesterday that the equivalent of being rich, and I had never heard this phrase before, but it really stuck with me. Like I'm thinking about it even. I was thinking about it even before I recorded today. The equivalent of being rich is being paid i have a trade so i get paid a lot more god oh yeah because you're a uh, mechanical engineer shout out to all the engineers well i'm just engineers are gonna make money but uh with that being said somebody told me that um the equivalent to being rich is when all of your cost of living and your rental costs all that all of that is how do you word it when you make 12 times a month what your cost of living is, that's when you're rich. And I had never heard that phrase before. When you make 12 times what your cost of living is a month, that's when you're rich. And I, I, I just, I had, I had never heard it worded like that before. I was like, really? I was like, really? That's, that's rich? Because initially when I first heard it, I was like, that's not rich. Like, I, that, that's not rich. But then I thought about it. I was like, wait, oh, shit, let me think. Like, I put everything together. When I put everything together, factor everything in, in. Like, I can tell you right now, for me, everything that I everything that I do, my cost of living, groceries, driving for gas, rent, all together is probably about two thousand dollars a month. Maybe two thousand, maybe twenty five hundred dollars a month for me personally. And oh yeah, twelve times that's rich. So two thousand times twelve, that's that would be somewhere between twenty four thousand dollars a month. So yeah, twenty four thousand dollars a month, twenty four thousand dollars times times. Uh, that's almost maybe $280,000 a year, $270,000 a year. So, yeah, I never, but I had never heard a phrase like that before, like 12. It's like, shit. But then the when we were having, when I was having this debate with him, there was somebody else there. He, so somebody else made a good point. He was like, well, bro, but the thing about that is if you make that, if you make that, if, if you make that, if you shout the big homie, I was referring to Mississippi. Our minimum wage is way lower compared to Cali. You know what? When you live down south, like I said, minimum wage in Mississippi and Alabama is the minimum wage is cheaper. But that's because if you live down south, bro, it's cheap as it's cheap as fuck. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I have literally thought of, about keeping my job that I have out here and buying a buying an apartment in in uh in in Alabama or Mississippi, some goddamn where, and just flying back and forth for work. You know what I mean? Because the flights are not that cheap. You can fly back and forth to New Orleans from back and forth to where I'm at for like $137 a week. $137 round trip per flight. Nigga, I'll pay that for gas. So I'm cool with that. I'll be cool with that. Like I'm, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea for me. I'm, I'll be fine with it. I'm, I don't really pay like $200 to $150 a week in gas. So I'm cool with that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Even, even when I go to work this weekend, like I'm thinking about just getting a hotel because I don't feel like driving back and forth this week. So, you know, it's, it's with everything. Um, 
yeah what, what was i, I going to say um i forgot what about what i forgot what i was talking about dang i lost my train of thought again lost my train of thought but um yeah like, yeah 12 times you know 12 times your income i think no but well, my friend that's what i was about to say that idea made a lot of sense to me then one of my friends he made a good point he said um he said um he said, if you made 12 times what your cost of living is, nine times out of 10, you're probably going to try to match. Like, if you're making $24,000 a month, you're not going to live like somebody who's making $2,000 a month anymore. You're going to try to up your living status. That's the weirdest. That's the weirdest thing about, like, that's the weirdest thing about when you come to California. Like, it's just weird, man. I know somebody who makes $300,000 a month and works from home, mind you. And he pays $6,000 a month to live where he lives at. And it, sorry, he makes $300,000 a year and he pays $6,000 a, a month to live where he lives at in San Francisco. Now, to me, that's freaking insane because it's like, bro, if you're making that much money, you can live somewhere else. You can live somewhere else that's maybe like nicer. Like where I live at, my apartment, his apartment is maybe one bedroom bigger than mine and in a nice neighborhood too. And mine is $1,000 a month where I live at. But where he lives at, he pays $6,000 a month because it's in San Francisco. I'm like, bro, like, the fuck, like, dude, like, you could, that's like, you could, you could pocket a lot more money because of that. But he's like, well, yeah, my family lives out here and I want to be close to everybody. And I'm like, bro, fuck family. Like, I'm like, bro, are you, I don't know. Shout out to Kelly Gleason because I think the parking and mouth living, I think the marketing cost of living varies regionally. Yeah, it does. That matters, bro. Like, if you talk to some of your relatives who live in California or some or some of your relatives, vice versa, who live in Atlanta, who live in North Carolina, they're going to tell you different cost of living prices and different things equate because it's just different markets. Like, I'll put it to you like this. Right now, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm making be a full disclosure. Full disclosure, I'm going to tell you guys the truth about my life. So my goal is to be a broadcaster, journalist. This is what I do. This is my dream job. I'm doing, working hard to make this my dream every day. Now, with that being said, I work as a security guard. I make $21.50 an hour. That's what I get paid an hour. In California, that's okay. That's okay. Where I live at, where I live at, that's okay. In San Francisco, that ain't shit. Where Ronnie lives at, the guy whose name is Big Homie H, where he lives at, $21 an hour, where he lives at, that's good. That's good. You can take that and get you a two-bedroom apartment, get you a nice little Camaro, you could be fine out there. Where he's at, that's fine. Where I'm at, where I'm at, it's okay. If you go to San Francisco, you're basically poor. You are not going to be able to afford a one-bedroom apartment in San Francisco making twenty-one dollars an hour. It's just you just you're not. Now, where I live at, because I live three hours outside of the city, I live in the Central Valley of California. Where I live at is fine. Where I live at is fine. You can find it. You can be cool out with that rate. With that rate, like you said, like you said, Alabama cheaper. Little store owner can't the same the same in LA. Yeah, facts. It's facts. You know, it's it's just different markets. It's just it's just the game. You know, all all that matters. Making thirteen dollars an hour, shout out to the, but the market should not have control in the first place. It shouldn't. But it's a lot of things. It's a lot of issues. We can have a long conversation about that. Making thirteen dollars an hour in Alabama is probably okay out there. You can probably get you a nice apartment and be okay. But out here in California, you'd have a hard time. You'd have a hard hard time. It'd be a struggle. With that being said, I'm going to conclude this broadcast. I'm going to end this podcast because 
I'm starting my voice trying to get raspy and stuff like that. I've been yelling all day. Shout out to Lima Father who said, is San Fran more expensive to live in Vegas? By far. By far. Yes. San Francisco might be one of the most expensive places to live at in the fucking world. Yes. They will charge. Yes. Yes. It is insane. But, um, much love and peace and chicken grease. I'm going to try to record this episode again. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to record the episode again tomorrow. I'm about 40 minutes from Roseville. I live about 40 minutes from Roseville. It was a pleasure talking to all of you guys. Much love and peace and chicken grease. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to try to do the episode talking about just what, what you can do for fun while in quarantine. If you are in quarantine, um, it was a pleasure talking to all of you guys. I love that you guys love my content. I love that, you know, we can have these conversations and who knows, like, I want to get this podcast to a point where I can start doing live shows and start doing like a live show, maybe run a little theater and who knows, maybe it might come to a town near you. So much love. Thank you guys for being a part of the family. This is the greatest voice podcast and I shall see you guys soon.